This is a podcast presented by the Ohio Laborers Union to keep you connected to your labor family. This is Down with the Dig. We have talked about exoskeletons and robotic technology before, but today we're going to speak with a manufacturer and talk to them why they think exoskeletons are so important for safety in the construction industry. Today, I'll be talking with Edward Sells, Business Unit Manager of Hilti North America. Edward and I will be discussing Hilti's new exoskeleton and future technology. What's so exciting about this conversation is, is the amazing technology that's going to be a game changer, not only for our LIUNA members and signatory contractors, but for the construction industry as a whole. Hi, Edward, and welcome to Down With The Dig. Hi, Shella. Thanks for having me. Edward, you work for Hilti. What is Hilti and what do they do? Yeah, thanks, Shella. That's, that's a great question. So Hilti is, uh, is a global manufacturer, direct seller of power tools and construction fasteners. Uh, we have over 30,000 employees in over 120 uh, countries. Um, something that's interesting is we're a, a Central European company, or at least headquartered. Our, our global headquarters is in Liechtenstein, which is a small principality in, in Central Europe. Um, our North American headquarters is, is here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. And Hilti makes tools for what types of industries? So we make tools for the construction industry. Uh, I think we, we probably got uh, our claim to fame with our powder actuated uh, technology and our, and our uh, direct fasting tools, as well as uh, we brought the, the first electro-pneumatic hammer drill to market, uh, I believe it was back in the 70s, uh, with our, our TE tools. So your position at Hilti is business unit manager. What are some of the day-to-day tasks associated with that position? Yeah, so in the end, I'm a, I'm a marketing manager responsible for a, a specific business unit at Hilti, and, and that happens to be our, our human augmentation systems, as well as our, our diamond systems. So that would be diamond drilling, diamond coring, uh, cutting, uh, diamond grinding, anything to do with diamond products. And essentially, my team of product managers is responsible for uh, collaborating with our, our global development engineers, the types of products that are needed for the North American market, as well as how do we strategically market those products and services uh, to to our direct sales force and in the end to, to the contractor. Are you involved with testing the equipment at all? We are. We are involved with uh, directly testing, you know, prototype equipment all the way to uh, final quality release equipment before we launch. And how long have you been a business unit manager? Uh, I've been in this role for about three years. Uh, I've been in marketing at Hilti for five years, and uh, I've, I've been in some aspect of sales or marketing for the past 16 years at Hilti. Um, I had mentioned that we were going to discuss Hilti's exoskeleton, um, which is built with a construction worker in mind. First off, though, what is an exoskeleton, and why did Hilti decide to throw their hat into the ring? Yeah, so... You know, health and safety has always been a central theme at Hilti, where we continuously look to develop different systems or different um, technologies in our tools that help provide a, a safer working environment or condition uh, for the the trades, uh, the tradesmen or tradeswoman. Um, I think if you look back uh, at our history, we launched a, a diamond grinder about 20 years ago called the DG150. And we noticed that it made a lot of dust, and uh, we were able to combine that with, uh, with a vacuum system that actually controlled the dust and aided in a, in a clean work site. I mean, fast forward, you know, 20 years later, and we now know that silica dust has, uh, has some adverse reactions on the human body. So I think just being at the forefront there with systems like that, as well as 
uh, on our hammer drills, you have active uh, torque control and active vibration reduction. All these things are targeted to help the, the construction workers stay safer. So I think when we look at exoskeleton, it was a natural evolutionary step for us to really move into that space. And with exoskeleton, we're looking at a device that, that, a, that a worker can wear that basically alters the way that they would perform that task. And it, it, it makes them or gives them uh, the ability to perform the task uh, more efficiently, more effectively, and reduce the overall risk to the body is really what we're trying to do with exoskeleton. So is the exoskeleton, is that something that you would need training for to, to learn how to operate? Or, you know, what do what does the person that has never used one before, what can they expect? Sure. I mean, there's a, a wide variety of exoskeletons in the market today. And I think we've seen a majority of those exoskeletons targeted uh, towards military, medical, or industrial manufacturing. Um, and, and exoskeletons perform different tasks. You have upper body, lower body exoskeletons, uh, exoskeletons that, that help your, your legs, your back. Uh, the exoskeleton tech that we get into at Hiltier that we decided to, to bring first was an upper body exoskeleton specifically targeted to, to the shoulders of the upper body. Um, so our XO01, uh, which is our exoskeleton overhead version one, uh, specifically targets, I guess, the, the upper body. Um, when it comes to usability, it was very important for us to design a system um, that was easy for a, a contractor to adopt or, mm-hmm. or to, I guess, work into their, their daily process or their application chain. Um, we've designed the exoskeleton to, to wear just like a backpack. So if you've ever worn a hiking backpack, you know, uh-huh. you just shrug it on. Strap it on uh, and ready to go. Yep. Buckle the, the chest strap, buckle the hip belt. Um, outside of a few adjustments for height. Uh-huh. Uh, you're pretty much ready to go. It, now, is it more like um, a belt type thing or, or like a brace? Is, is that kind of how it works? I wouldn't say that it's a brace. It's, it's more if you've ever worn a, a, a backpack with a heavy load in it and you put on the hip belt. The load is distributed from your, your back and your shoulders to your hips um, where, where your legs are very strong. Um, our exoskeleton actually utilizes uh, a mechanical cable pulling technology that actually takes uh, a load from the upper body and distributes it down uh, through the hip belt into the hips and, and down through your legs into the floor. So it's so, not actually doing the work for you. It's, it's just kind of helping you to be able not maybe to lift more weight, but be able to lift what you can lift safely. I think that's a, a really good way to put it, Shella, is there are exoskeletons that are designed to, to make people stronger, uh, if you will. I mean, you can look at some of the science fiction that's out there, um, you know, around Marvel with Iron Man. Iron or, Man, yeah. Or, or, you know, you look at some of these technologies. This is not the type of exoskeleton that we look at. Um, we use more of a passive system or a passive exo that's not powered. Uh, it's, it's not powered by an electrical source or a battery. Again, it uses these these mechanical cable pulls uh, that supplies a, a lifting force. And I think when you said that it doesn't necessarily make you stronger, that's a good way to put it. Because um, if you wouldn't lift a load uh, without the exoskeleton, we certainly don't recommend you lift it with. Really, what we're trying to do is reduce the strain to, to joints, like on your shoulder, where uh-huh. um, repetitive motions make you tired throughout the day and, and you know, as fatigue sets in. 
um, mistakes can happen or injuries can happen. So basically, it's just it, you move normally like you would with doing any type of task. And, and it is just there. It just uh, assists in, in that, I guess, would be a better way to put it. Exactly. So you wear it just like a backpack. You have virtually free range of movement. Um, so you have the same range of movement um, that you would have without it on. The difference is once your arms are at about chest height, uh, the exoskeleton starts to provide a, a subtle, I guess, support power to alleviate uh, uh, any type of force that would be on your shoulder or your upper body. And I'm 5'1". Is there an exoskeleton that fits me or is it kind of a one-size-fits-all? If you're a certain stature, it, there's not one for you? That's a good question. So we designed XO01 to be very adaptable um, to 95% of the global population. Um, so really anybody from about 4'8 to 4'9 to 6'6 to 6'7, um, even a little bit taller than that, uh, can comfortably be adjusted into the exoskeleton. When we talk about construction technology, it only makes sense to talk about the collaboration between Hilti and Lyuna. Can you talk a little bit about this collaboration? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, a really nice collaboration where uh, we, we've actually been uh, connected uh, with Lyuna and uh, some of the things that, that, uh, that Lyuna um, looks for uh, in technology to help advance the industry forward around health and safety, I think perfectly aligns with, with what we do at Hilti. So specifically around exoskeleton, uh, we've, we've partnered uh, and provided some exoskeletons for Lyona to, to give us some feedback, uh, specifically to, to adoption in the trades and, and how it fits within uh, different overhead applications. Okay, and this is an ongoing project? Absolutely. I think this is where we continue to learn, right? Exoskeletons are, are new in construction uh -huh. um, it's newer technology within the last 20 years. So, you know, we're actively learning, uh, you know, the right types of applications that exoskeleton technology into. And then looking at future facing technology, where, where can we take this human augmentation category to? Um, and what types of, of different devices do we focus on in the future? So are these exoskeletons being used or tested in like the training facilities of Lyona? Are they actually out on job sites? Both. So we have a couple of exoskeletons, I believe, in your uh, Columbus facility. Um, we actually are, are open for sale with exoskeleton across North America, so the U.S. and Canada, as well as uh, some, some European countries uh, across the globe. Um, so I would say both. We're actively looking to implement these into, into trade halls, as well as customers are adopting this technology um, and, and learning how to use this to keep workers safer on job sites as they perform these overhead applications. Do contractors seem to be pretty accepting of the technology? You know, it's, it's just like any new technology. When the Apple iPhone first came out, there were early adopters that rushed to, to buy the iPhone, but people still bought Blackberries and flip phones. Um, <laughs> we're, seeing the same thing. we're seeing the same thing with Exoskeleton. There are a group of, of, uh, of early adopters that are interested in the technology and how they implement that into their, their workflows. Um, and, and we're seeing really good adoption rates there. Uh, of course, there's a large segment of the industry that wants to see how this technology develops. Mm -hmm. And I guess get some better key learnings before they, they dive in feet first, if you will. Because I know it's fairly new technology, so I'm sure, you know, testing's kind of in new stages also. 
you know, while, while exoskeleton technology is new, newer to construction, uh, like I said, the technology has, has been out and prevalent. I think more commonly, uh, if you look in the medical field, the military industry, or just industrial manufacturing. So we do have some good data points around exoskeleton and the XO1 that, that we have specifically um, that shows uh, a, a pretty substantial re- reduction in muscle fatigue when wearing the exoskeleton. As, as well as uh, about a 30 to 40% reduction in overall impact to the joint. So there is some good testing out there. I think, again, just for adoption in the, in the construction industry, just learning how to wear a new piece of equipment, just learning the right applications to fit this to um, are going to be, you know, very key to adoption. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, when we talk about future technology, you know, robotics, that always is in the forefront of most people's minds. Um, what are robotics and what can that do for the construction industry? Yeah, so I'm not the foremost expert on robotics and Hilti, but I, I do work with a colleague, uh, Aiden McGuire, that, that heads up our, our robotics for North America. Uh, we just launched a collaborative robot called JBot that actually performs semi-autonomous overhead drilling. Um, and here you basically use your, your BIM model and, uh, and a total station, uh, and you can perform layout and drill all of your, your holes overhead uh, semi-autonomously, semi-autonomously uh, with this robot. You know, we're constantly looking for ways to automate different workflows in the construction industry um, where you, you have basically uh, um, skilled labor that's put into difficult situations. Mm-hmm. So. Again, I think we're at the forefront of robotics and construction. There's some really cool things out there outside of just what we do. And of course, as Hilti, we closely monitor that and, and, and look forward to the, the continued evolution. I would think that robotics would definitely be useful in, you know, like tunneling and, and digging and, and those types of things that are, or, you know, more dangerous mining, you know, that are more sure. dangerous for the workers. Absolutely. I mean, again... You know, with our with our uh, JBot, we look at overhead drilling, which is just repetitive drilling all day, every day, um, just a very serial application that can take a toll on the body. So here we can consolidate um, that that workflow and give it to a robot that can accurately do it time and time again. Are robots being or robotics, I should say, being used on construction jobs currently? Yeah, I think there's a myriad of, of robotic technologies, not just from Hilti, but from various other uh, manufacturers that are looking at different ways to automate workflows on a job site. So, um, again, this overhead drilling piece that, that we move into at Hilti, I think you see some layout and scanning robotics. Um, I've seen some, some demolition robotics that are, that are in the market. So, uh, we're definitely on, on the, the forefront of that, that robotic evolution in the construction industry. Do you feel like robotics could possibly take the place of men and women out there on the jobs? I don't necessarily think that that's the case, right? I, I think, again, robotics enhances what we're able to do on, on a job site. Um, it, there's still a need for skilled labor. You still need labor to, to lay out points. You still need labor to to construct a building and I don't think a robot is able going is, is ever going to be able to completely take over construction because I, I mean if, if you look at industrial manufacturing and the assembly line um, that's a very linear motion right or, mm-hmm. or a very linear way of, of putting 
uh, a product together. But if you look at construction, it's very dynamic. Of, of course, there's areas that we can automate. Right. But for the most part, you're in a very dynamic situation where you still need a skilled labor force to be able to perform those applications. Um, exoskeletons and robotics are both forms of technology that, you know, we hope will help keep our members safe on construction jobs. Can you tell us about other safety equipment Hildy has introduced into the construction industry? I know you had mentioned um, with the silica dust and that type of thing, but what other types of equipment have they introduced? Yeah, so, you know, around vacuums and silica dust, we continually innovate, you know, with things like hollow drill bits that, that actually suck up the dust uh, while you drill and, and allow you to safely set anchors. Um, we have active torque control on our, our concrete drills so that it prevents kickback whenever you get the bit bound um, in a hole. We have active torque control on our grinders that prevent kickback uh, or, or that those types of injuries, as well as vibration reduction. So um, anybody that's that's been on the end of a, of a pneumatic air hammer knows that that vibratory load that goes into the body. We look to actively uh, uh, reduce that through some of the different technologies that we bring. So safety is a top priority, of course, with uh, us at Lyona, as, as I'm sure it is with Hilti. Um, what other type of projects or improvements in the safety realm are is Hilti developing for 2022? So I can't pull the curtain completely back, but of course, you know, we, we bring exoskeleton technology where, you know, we really think this is kind of the tip of the spear of what we can do for human augmentation. We continue to innovate and evaluate technologies again around um, active torque control and our and our active vibration reduction uh, in our tools and and at the end of the day just continue to make tools safer and easier to use. Uh, we continue to make our, our anchors safer uh, and easier to install and and I think you'll see this continued evolution through the next uh, next several years. Thank you so much for coming on the show and you know we truly appreciate Hilti's collaboration with us and the work they do to develop new technology and tools that help keep our members safe on the job. Thanks Shella, appreciated the time with you. Thank you for tuning in today and uh, we want you to continue to to listen, to subscribe and tell your friends and hope to see you next time. Well, now you're up to date. Views and comments expressed on this podcast may not be those of Ohio Labor's District Council or LIUNA. Thanks for listening, and let's be careful out there.